The greatest problem in churches today is elders who are not holding fast the faithful word and people in churches, believers who have submitted to things that they should not hear are being destroyed, upturned, upset. What about the pastor or teacher who would allow that to happen? Thanks for joining us for this weekend edition of Equipping the Saints with Greg Lundstedt. Equipping the Saints is a daily radio outreach from Equipping Bible Church in Greer, South Carolina. And Greg, today we'll venture into an area that's probably uncomfortable to many listening. It's the call to refute those who would teach false doctrine. You know, Dave, if a church is to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ, elders must refute those who contradict. They must refute those who bring in false doctrine. And in a day when we're told to celebrate uh, differences and diversity and to find common ground, uh, unfortunately, this is a highly controversial topic, but, but the word is clear. And so we need to understand what it's saying. And no matter what the cost, we need to stand up and declare the truth. So what is that truth concerning how elders are to deal with the contradictors? Let's take a look. Our passage is Titus chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at verse 9. Well, thanks, Greg. And as always, if you have to miss a portion of today's broadcast, you can hear this entire program online at etsradio.org. That's etsradio.org. Now, let's join Greg for today's message. False doctrine destroys people. 2 Timothy 2.14 Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved. This is Paul to Timothy, to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. Now, in contrast, Timothy, hold the word accurate. Be diligent. Handle it accurately. Verse 16, but avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. Men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place and thus upset, that's our word, anti-trepo, have overturned the faith of some. They've come with false doctrine and they have overturned the faith of some. It's very serious. And there's a myriad of passages which God warns us about this. And I want to share a couple. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. We're very familiar with this having gone through Matthew Verse 14, and I would be remiss as an overseer to not share these threats with you, to not remind you. I consider it right to remind you of these things. Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. That's shepherd's garb. They look like spiritual leaders. But inwardly, you can't see that. They are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. We've seen God's will in his word for how the church is to be led. These men are wicked men. Beware of them. 
Acts chapter 20, 29, I'll read it for you. Paul says, I know after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from your own cells men will arise, speaking perverse, twisted things, perversing things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for a period of three years, I did not cease to admonish each one with tears. For three years, I warned you with tears that this would come. Philippians 3, verse 1. Let's turn to Philippians 3, verse 1. There are threats. There are many rebellious men. Philippians 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble to me. It is a safeguard for you. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God, glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Turn to 2 Timothy 3. This is Paul's last words to Timothy. He's very concerned. And the whole contrast running out throughout the entire book of 2 Timothy is all these bad guys and all their junk and their words versus the word of God, Timothy. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. And brother and sister, this is written for our instruction. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. You would think the description here is some rebel rouser who's tearing the town apart. But notice what he says. Holding to a form of godliness. They look like they're following God on the outside. They hold to a form of it, although they have denied its power and avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led by by various impulses, always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We have had people like that. They're always hearing everything, but they never come to a true understanding of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved mind rejected as regards to the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, as also those two came to be. Serious stuff. Second Peter chapter 2. Turn there with me. Second Peter chapter 2. There's a lot of warnings. And if you notice in all these warnings, there's always a description of the inside that we can't see, that we need to know about, or we may naively believe that they are not who they really are. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. In contrast to the truth of God brought forth by the Spirit of God, we see, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Peter's last words, it's going to come. Who will secretly introduce destructive heresies. It's not obvious. And elders are to protect you from this. Even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. And this is so awful. And many will follow their sensuality, their fleshiness. It's fleshy Christian stuff. Their sensuality, because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. 
and their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. It hasn't passed by God. They're going to get what is coming to them. One last passage, Jude, verse 3. Right at the end of your Bibles before Revelation. Jude writes, inspired by the Holy Spirit, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith, the faith, the body of truth that has been delivered, he says here, which was once for all delivered to the saints. And here's why you need to contend earnestly. For certain people have crept in unnoticed. This is not about apologetics and contending with atheists. This is about contending with those who have snuck in like creepy bugs and varmin who have come into the church. He says here, for certain people have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons, and here's what they do, who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. They take God's grace and they turn it into a license to sin. They've crept in unnoticed. Contend earnestly for the faith, the truth of God, which confronts sin and sinners and reveals the Savior, Jesus Christ, rather than allows sin and sinners to go on to their eternal destiny. There are bad guys out there. The fruit is their wickedness, emaciated worldly flocks. There are bad guys teaching things they should not teach, who bring ruin to the faith of many. There are True believers whose faith is ruined, upturned, crushed, because they have placed themselves under, as we will see, these teachers who teach the wrong, false things. And elders are to expose, refute, and silence. That is a mandatory requirement, and a church will be destroyed if elders do not do this. It will be absolutely destroyed. They must Hold fast the faithful word that they might be able to silence those who contradict. For there are many rebellious men. Very serious. It's very deceptive. He says they're deceivers. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Second Corinthians 11. And his servants do too. Matthew 7.15, they wear shepherd's garb. They will come in from among them. We see in Acts 20, among these leaders. 2 Timothy 3, evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse. They are imposters. They are evil men. Now, because they're so deceptive and so dangerous, God gives us a picture, a picture of them. We need to see this. He continues back in our passage in Titus chapter 1. We have to see it or we will take it too lightly. We will not be on guard to the threats to our faith in Jesus Christ, which is everything. For there are many rebellious men, verse 10, Titus chapter 1, empty talkers. What they say is empty. It has no true value to it. They are deceivers. They are those who actively deceive. They're trying to deceive you. He says, especially those of circumcision who must be silenced because they're upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. Now this seems kind of odd here. But we have God's view of them. There are many. They are rebellious. They are not under subjection. They are, as we see in verse 15, unbelieving and defiled. We see in verse 15, they also profess to know God, but are unbelieving. 
And notice their ways. They're empty talkers. It says speaks of vanity. They're clouds without water. They'll tell the stories and all this stuff. But when all is said and done, there's nothing of true content and truth from the Word of God. It is opposed. It is empty talk. And I hear so many teachers and preachers that give all this empty junk. And you hear it on radio shows where it's just a bunch of empty stuff that's not the Word of God which will address the reality of what we truly need. Our sin confronted and the Savior revealed. Empty talkers, they're deceivers. They turn the grace of God into licentiousness. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies. They are deceit, and they do it for their own pleasure. End of verse 11, for the sake of sordid gain. That means dishonest gain. It means gain. It means gain that is just dishonest. It could speak of any type of gain, whether it's financial gain, whether it's self-elevation of position, whether it's to support one's life as a hiring, whatever it might be, for profit, for the lustful sexual benefits of, of weak women laden down by sin. It is for sordid gain. It's for their pleasure. Second Peter chapter 3, in their greed they will exploit you with false words. They are grumblers. Jude 1.16, they are grumblers, fault-finding, following after their own lusts. Underneath the false teacher, no matter what he says about Jesus, is an immoral man or woman. An immoral man following after their own lusts, their own desires. It's for their own pleasures. It's self-seeking for whatever it is. They're sneaky, they're deceptive, they're in it for themselves, no matter how nice they might be. This is what kills me when well-meaning people say, well, I know our pastor loves the lost. Well, when I hear that and I hear the teaching that comes from that pastor's mouth where it is nothing concerning confronting sin and building up the body of Christ, it is stories and a shrinking back of the truth, I say, no, he doesn't love the lost. He loves himself. He's self-seeking. That's what God says. When someone is disobedient, when I'm disobedient, when you're disobedient, we are self-seeking. We are seeking our own pleasure. And that's the characteristic of these bad guys. And notice, he gives them an illustration here so they won't misunderstand. Verse 12, one of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy guttons. This testimony is true. Now this sounds kind of odd in this context. What is he talking about? He's talking about these false teachers are just like the unsaved in Crete. Crete had a reputation in the Roman Empire as being evil and lazy and gluttonous. That was their reputation. He's saying these false teachers are just like them. This is true. They are just like the unsaved of Crete that you know very well of. Although they profess to know God, they are just like the worldly Cretans, no different. They may have an outward appearance as Christians, but they are no different. So we see very clearly that Elders are to silence the bad guys. They are to not allow them. They are to refute those who contradict. We are to address those things. But there's also a responsibility for the flock. Notice verse 13. This testimony is true for this cause. Reprove them severely that they may be sound in the faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths, commandments of men who turn away from the truth. He begins in verse 13. For this cause here, and he says... 
because the false teachers are really truly like these evil Cretans. They're no different because they're unbelievers just like the evil Cretans. For this cause, he says, reprove them severely that they may be sound in faith. Now, if you read that without really staying this passage, you might think he's saying reprove the false teachers. He's not. The them here is actually, as we will see, those who listen. Keep reading. He says, reprove them that they may be sound in faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths. That's what false teachers were sharing. And the commandments of men who turn away from the truth. Those are the bad guys. What Paul is saying here, even though it's difficult to understand, is because of this, reprove those who are listening to these Jewish myths, commandments of men, who, of the ones who turn away, reprove them severely. Paul is commanding Titus to reprove, not silence, to expose, not silence, to convict, not silence those who actually listen to this stuff. It is my responsibility when you are caught up in something like this to expose you and reprove you. The word severely means severely. Don't listen to that radio show. It is evil. It is not godly. It is man's wisdom. Don't do it. Don't listen to that pastor on TV. It is not from God. You have sinned by placing yourself in that church. We are to reprove you severely that you might be sound in the faith that you would righteously trust Christ. It's all about your faith in Christ. And folks, when people come here from bad churches, they need to repent from that. Otherwise, they will not be sound in the faith. They will add to their bad doctrine, good doctrine, and there will be a mix of poison in the truth. Reprove them severely. That's our responsibility to you. You have a culpability. Sometimes we don't think that the people who listen to false teaching are culpable. You are culpable when you place yourself under wickedness. Yet God is gracious. He loves you so much. He loves us so much that he wants to protect you. He wants you to be sound in faith. He doesn't want you to be tossed to and fro. He doesn't want you to be going back and forth. He wants you to trust Christ solidly that you would walk in a manner worthy of this great calling. That's what he wants for you. And this is the responsibility that we have. That they may be sound in faith, not sick in the faith, but sound or healthy in the faith. Reprove them. Let me ask you, what's your response when leadership comes along you and says what you've been listening to is wrong? Are you willing to hear the Word of God, and if it is affirmed by the Word of God, to submit to that say, you know what, I need to confess that that is wrong. Now it's based on the Word of God, not on opinion. It's based on the Word of God. Holding fast the faithful Word. It's the Word that exposes the air. Well, lastly here we see a summary which should give us a clear picture of the ugliness of these wicked men that appear to be following Jesus. 15, to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both their mind and conscience are defiled. You have a contrast between those walking in purity, those walking by faith in Jesus Christ, and the false teachers who are unbelieving and defiled. They are stained And notice they deny Christ. Verse 16, they profess to know God. They say, we follow Jesus. They say, Lord, Lord. They profess with their mouth to know God, but by their deeds. What are their deeds? Teaching things they should not teach. By their deeds, they deny Him. 
being detestable, disobedient, worthless for any good deed. Strong words from God. We need to hear them. Do not have sympathy for false teachers. God's view is they are detestable, disobedient, and worthless. That needs to be our view. Not in an arrogant, prideful way, but in a way that understands the truth of God, that we would be protected from the wickedness of those who do not know Christ. Elders reprove them, expose them, silence them. Absolute duty. And you can only accomplish that holding fast the faithful word. And those who succumb to it, allow your leaders to reprove you that you may be sound in the faith. I asked you in the beginning, what would you think of a father who allowed his children to be abused? It's a detestable, disobedient, wicked father. We have a good father who has given us everything we need for life and God. There is no reason with the truth I have shared with you today that you should be taken away from the truth concerning Christ, that you should be moved so subtly from faith in Christ into those wicked things that are taught by wicked men. When you hear these things, you ought to think about the detestable view that God has of those who teach things they shouldn't teach according to the commandments of men, empty talkers, deceivers. When you see them, you should see it as detestable and get away from it. What about the pastor who shepherds or elder who allows God's children to be abused? As I shared earlier, I believe this is the greatest problem in churches today is elders who are not holding fast the faithful word and people in churches, believers who have submitted to things that they should not hear are being destroyed, upturned, upset. What about the pastor or teacher who would allow that to happen? Detestable, disobedient, worthless for any good deed. Any father who lets his child be abused does not love his child. They love themselves. That's the reality, and we need to stay away from them. It is a warning. So how does this passage apply to us? Elders, are you faithful? Are you holding fast the word, the faithful word, the word that is faithful? Are you holding fast that you might be able to exhort and sound doctrine and refute those who contradict? Are you doing that? Are you allowing that junk to go on? Absolute charge. And then those in the body of Christ, are you placing yourself under godly leadership? Are you concerned about the threats? Do you see God's ordained order in his servant leadership to protect you from these things? Listen to the word of God your leaders share with you concerning those who are teaching you things that are wrong. And if you are submitted to that, be reproved that you may be sound in faith. If you've just joined us, you've been listening to Equipping the Saints with Greg Lundstedt. You can hear today's message again by visiting our website, etsradio.org. That's etsradio.org. CDs of today's message or other messages are available at our website as well. And as a part of the ministry of Equipping the Saints, all our audio resources are available at no cost to you. Thanks to the Lord's provision through the faithful support of friends of this broadcast. To order your complimentary CD, call us toll-free 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. If you prefer to request your complimentary CD by email, our email address is contact 
at etsradio.org. Greg, as we close today's broadcast, it's always easy to point fingers or to find fault or maybe to knock down people and their ideas. But when we do that, we run the risk of being the ones who are actually wrong. You know, Dave, we need to be very careful whenever we address anything in the body of Christ. We need to have our facts right, and we need to come along with the right motives in obedience to Christ. You see, elders are responsible for protecting a flock, and they are commanded to hold fast the faithful word. They're to refute those who contradict. They are to to take care of false teaching within the body of Christ, because these are, are bad guys. And yet those within the body need to respond rightly also when, when a godly leader comes alongside and, and shares with you concerning the false teaching or the wrong teaching that you've been listening to, there needs to be a repentance so that one would be right in the relationship with Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, are you under godly teaching? Are you placing yourself under godly leadership? Are you concerned about the threats to the body of Christ? You see, God has ordained leadership to protect you from these things. And elders, are you functioning rightly within the body of Christ, protecting the Lord Jesus' precious flock? It's our prayer and desire that the body is equipped to function rightly in the context of trusting Jesus Christ. As we close today's broadcast, it's our prayer that the Word of God has done its work in your life and that you've been challenged and encouraged to follow Christ more closely. If you're receiving spiritual benefit from equipping the saints, would you prayerfully consider sending a gift today? Every gift makes a difference, no gift is too small, and every dollar is put right back into the ministry. To send a gift to Equipping the Saints, call us toll-free at 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. If you prefer to donate online, our web address is etsradio.org. That's etsradio.org. Well, we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time right here for another edition of Equipping the Saints.